Hello and welcome to the Loved and Lost podcast, a project that invites people to explore their personal stories of loss. Each person is invited to find a family photograph of themselves with someone who's passed away. We then return to the location of that photograph together to restage the photograph and afterwards we find somewhere to sit down and talk. Everyone's story of loss is unique. There's no right or wrong way to deal with it, but the thing that's helped me the most is to talk about it. Thank you for tuning in to Series 1 of the Loved and Lost podcast. My name is Simon Bray, creator of Loved and Lost, a project I started after I lost my dad to prostate cancer. I wanted to find a way to talk about my loss and in the process, encourage others to talk about their grief and give them a chance to celebrate the people they've lost. Each show will feature one person telling their story and sharing what it was like to take part in the project. It's never easy to hear people talk about loss, but my hope is that listening to the stories of others will go some way in breaking down that social taboo of talking about grief. Loss can be emotionally draining and confusing. It can often feel like there's no best way to process everything. But I hope that hearing how other people have navigated that path will offer you strength in the midst of wherever you are on that journey. Today's podcast features Beck who I met in Scarborough to restage a photograph taken with her dad when she was a child. After we'd taken the photographs, we went for a cup of tea in a small cafe garden, where she told me about how they'd build forts together using his dialysis boxes, how music helped her cope with her loss, and how proud her dad was of her being a child actor. I'll be back at the end to let you know how to find out more about Beck's story and how you could participate in the project yourself. But for now, I'll leave Beck to introduce herself and tell you about the photograph that was restaged for the project. Uh, my name is Beck Homer and the picture was taken at the Redley Hotel in Scarborough, which was um, a hotel that me and my family used to go to quite a lot at weekends and for special occasions. So it's me and my dad um, at the dinner table, um, I'm kind of midway through a bread bun and um, there's kind of a bitter lemon in a wine glass um, that I will have been drinking because I wanted a posh drink like the other grown-ups um, and it looks like me and my dad are having a chat and somebody's gone, hey you guys, give us a smile, let's take a picture and we've gone, okay, because mm. there's no kind of big grins, like we, it's not a very posed picture. Um, it looks a bit like we were a bit caught off guard, maybe mid, mid convo. so, yeah. Yeah, we were both quite posy, so I imagine the fact we weren't able to kind of stand and hand, I could put my hand on my hip and my dad could kind of make sure he looked alright, um, caught us off guard a bit, but it was probably a very good, yeah, other people see the kind of naturalness of it. <laughs> it's weird because I've not been back probably since around that time really um, but I'll always remember it it was the only place we seemed to go for occasions with my dad's parents um, I think they liked the regalness of it even though really when you go in it is a real kind of old school three star hotel I mean um, it smells the same when I kind of go back and the, the swimming pool's still the same and 
um, even some of the staff have been there the whole, you know all this time but it's not somewhere I've been back um, especially now my grandma and granddad are alive so it's kind of there's no one to go back with really um, but yeah it's I don't have any bad memories of it at all it's a very fond place so my dad was called Phil and he was um, a really big character he was very charismatic and chatty and smiley um, I don't remember him ever being sad or angry um, he was a weekend dad so um, I only ever saw him the odd day through the week and then I would stay with him every weekend um, he had a really good relationship with my mum they weren't together but I was very very lucky that they got on really well um, I mean looking back it feels like he was a lot older than he was but he was only kind of early 20s when he had me so and he died when he was 40 so I'm kind of 35 now so I can look back and realise that he was actually really young and that may be shone through he was a young dad um, and I was his only child so every moment that we spent together was just full of laughter and it was like a dream really um, I felt very lucky to have a dad like him um, he made everything fun it's very unrealistic <laughs> but um, yeah he was very sporty um, he was ill as long as I can remember so he, he had kidney failure um, and was diagnosed quite a young age so it was just part of him and he didn't seem to let it bother him people didn't realize he was ill um, so yeah he was he was a character basically he'd kind of you know get me electric drum kits for my birthday and then realize that it was a really stupid gift um, we used to kind of make forts out of his dialysis boxes and order Chinese takeaway and just things like that that were just like something off a film and they were just tiny moments really because they were just weekends and if you kind of count those weekends into the short time that he was we were together it's it's a tiny amount of time really in my life so I can only remember little snippets of it really like little things like that that stand out um, so I remember the stupid fun stuff and maybe that's why he was how he was so I would remember the time we were together when I tell the stories out loud <laughs> I realise how ridiculous some of them are and how lucky I am to have them because when you do lose someone you desperately well I was desperately trying to think well I've got to remember every single thing about this person because I'm never going to see them again. I mean, it was 18 years ago that kind of my dad died. So I have a handful of pictures. I don't have any voice recordings. I don't have any videos. Um, so things like that, the memories are very, very precious. And I do get scared that I'll forget them. Um, that was my biggest thing, really. As every year ticks by, I kind of start to forget more. And that's scary. The only thing that really gives me comfort and stuff is listening to music because we both really loved music um, bands like 
Hall and Oates and Go West and Hue and Cry, which are, are not very kind of people well well known, but to us like I can just hear a song and it will just bring back so many memories and I love that and that's I'll always have that. I'll always have the music. When I was about eight, um a television company came round at the local schools in this area and um did some auditions but we just kind of thought we were just told to you know come out and do this and we didn't really know what it was for and then um then the kind of next week eight of of us were took to took taken to yorkshire television in leeds and we did another kind of i remember reading a script with this other person and it all i just thought i was going with the flow and just thought it was part of school and then got told that i'd got a part in a film and that I was going to have two months of school and that um, yeah no it was going to be filmed in the Saltburn, Harrogate, Ripon area and that my dad was going to come with me as like my chaperone and it feels like a bit of a blur really because it just I don't know I was one day I was at school and the next day I was learning all these words and it was a big part I was very very lucky and it was a huge experience my dad absolutely I mean he just was over the moon he loved the attention he loved the fact we were kind of mixing with famous people that there was a premiere that you know all these kind of really exciting things that I just was like all oh, right this is quite cool and you know I had um, a tutor who taught me while I was off school and kept me up to date with that and helped me learn my lines my dad used to just sit on like a director's chair and liked the fact you could you know go and get a kit catering whenever you liked and things and he loved it more probably a bit more than me um but it was a great two months we were together all the time i was away from my mum that whole time so it was the most time that we'd ever spent together we shared hotel rooms and we used to get sweets and pop brought to us and um yeah it was a brilliant experience um but I mean, when I had to return to normal life, I got bullied by kids who didn't understand why I got to do that and they didn't. And, um, I mean, obviously I can see it was jealousy, but when you're kind of eight and trying to fit in and trying to be at school, you just want an easy life. And, God, I wish I could tell my eight-year-old self that just to go with it and have the time of your life, but I can't do that, so... Um, yeah, I just said I didn't want to do it anymore. And I remember my dad being really upset, actually, which is probably the only time I've seen him upset. I think he was frustrated that I was, you know, giving up on all this this chance to be famous. I think he liked the idea of me being famous. Whereas I just wanted, you know, I enjoyed doing it, but I just wanted to have friends and a normal life. But he loved every every bit of it and would show and tell everybody that I was in a film and carry the VHS around with him and if you've got a video player we can you know my daughter's in this film and yeah and I had really long hair and they cut it all off into an awful bob and it's like a helmet <laughs> I just remember like everywhere we went my dad would just be like this is Rebecca she was in a film he was so proud so yeah I didn't talk about it for ages and ages and ages and around when I had to go up to secondary school, people were like, you were in that film, weren't you? And I was like, oh. It, was, it became such a, like, an embarrassment, but my dad was so proud. And then now, 
I'm kind of like, look at this. This is pretty cool. Look at this that I was in. It's actually his anniversary tomorrow, 18 years since he died. So tomorrow I'll probably, it's very modern of me, but I will put a picture on Instagram and a little kind of hope you're happy wherever you are. Um, I call him Daddy Phil, kind of in front of my, my son's three and has no concept to who my dad is. I mean, I talk about him, um, but you know, he doesn't know. And when he's older, I will tell him who he is. And what I quite like is that he will be like a character to my son. He's, he'll be a figment of his imagination because he's, you know, and I quite like that because that's what he feels like to me. It's like he's captured in time. Like I imagine, my, I don't imagine my dad old because he was 40 when he died. To me, he will always be 40. He's not growing old anywhere. He's captured in that moment and I quite like that. He's not, because the place he was when he died is not the person that I like to remember because he was that person for maybe two weeks in that whole 40 years he was alive. So I like to remember the kind of posy, flashy, charismatic dude rather than the kind of really ill one. Thanks so much to Beck for sharing her story. It was such a privilege to meet her and spend the day in Scarborough together. You can see the photographs and read her story on the project website at lovedandlostproject.co.uk which also features all the other stories from the project. I would love to hear your thoughts on Beck's story and please do get in touch to share your own story, how you've navigated your own difficult journey of loss. You can get in touch on Facebook at Loved and Lost Project, Twitter at Loved and Lost Pro or through the project website at lovedandlostproject.co.uk. You'll also find information there about how you can take part in the project by restaging your own photographs. Everything you need to know is on the participate page. Thank you again for taking the time to listen and please feel free to share the podcast with friends, family and anyone you think might benefit from hearing it. I'll be back next week with another story from the Loved and Lost Project. Until then, take good care of yourself.